You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hey, everyone, Tim McMaster here along with our MLB.com Mets reporter, Anthony DeComo. And, Anthony, I feel like it's our duty here to to get out there and let Mets fans know that, that it's still going to be okay, that they can, you know, get off the ledge. It's fine. It's a tough start. It happens. It's baseball. I'm right, right? Things are going to be okay? I don't know, Tim. I mean, I drove to the ballpark today, and and the sky was actually falling. Um, you know, the season. I don't even know why they're bothering to play today. The season's over. Uh, no, of course it's fine. It, it look, they've played six games as of uh, us recording this podcast. They're two and four. They're on a three-game losing streak. You know how many three-game losing streaks they had last year? Eight. It's going to happen, and because it winds up happening the second week of the season, people flip out a little bit. But the truth is they've played 3.7% of their season. That's the equivalent of an NFL team being early in the second half of their first game. So to draw reasonable conclusions out of any individual player, and certainly out of the team itself, is just it, it's irrational to, to try to do it this early in the season. You can't do it for better or for worse. I would be saying the same thing if they were six and zero, if they were zero and six, or anything in between. Um, and look, I, I get why people want to look at this team and, and, and say, "Oh, they're well, they're not living up to expectations." Blah blah blah. Because through six games, they're not. Uh, you know, the pitching hasn't been what we what we expected. Season the hitting hasn't been what we expected, but all it takes is really one good game to turn all of that around in a hurry, in a heartbeat. There are 156 of them left, so let's all take a couple sizable steps away from the ledge before we start uh, dooming this team. I think the one thing that that has hit people um, is the fact that they just lost a series to the Phillies. I think that's one thing that stands out because. Everybody expected, hey, the Phillies are going to be the team that you can just beat up on all year long. The Phillies and the Braves will go 18-0 and against both of them. And obviously that's not going to happen. And and the Phillies have some decent young starting pitching that, that pitch pretty well, and, and they lost that series. Um, how about this? The Mets obviously had a roller coaster ride of a season last year. How much does this young team, how much are they able to look back and take from that? When they do hit rough patches this season – and obviously we mentioned that the first one just came a little early. How much can they draw upon the experience they gathered last season? Well, a lot. And that's something that David Wright actually said the other day um, on Sunday after a loss was that, look, you know, it's not an ideal situation because we'd rather be 6-0, and um, as would any team in baseball. But we know firsthand that getting off to not the greatest start isn't the end of the world. Uh, you know, Mets fans like to point to the 11-game winning streak that the team had last April, and yeah, that was great, but then you looked up in mid-June and they were a game under 500. You looked up at the end of July, the last week of July, they were one game over 500. So it was a really long, slow, really four-month slow start to the season for the Mets last year. Then they turned it on in August and September and went on to accomplish and achieve everything that they did. 
Um, I think certainly the Mets can look at that and say, hey, you know, we don't need to be the best team in baseball in April. We don't need to be the best team in the division in April. As long as we are over the long six-month haul when every team's not just, uh, you know, starting lineup and, and starting five come into play, but the depth and, and just the, you know, what you get from playing every single day, you know, those three at-bats, four at-bats piling up, and you get a better sense of what these players are and what they can accomplish and, and you know, what these young pitchers are capable of doing every time through the rotation. Uh, the Mets are still brilliantly set up for the length of this season. It's a long summer. And, again, we're 3.7% of the way through the season. There's another 96.3, if my math is correct, to go. So it's just, it's just time to calm down and take a look at the talent that's still on this roster and know that, hey, this team did it before and they can do it again. You mentioned the starting pitching hasn't been great so far. Noah Syndergaard was great in his start in Kansas City, but Steven Matz on Monday night really struggled. Uh, an inning in two-thirds, six hits, seven earned runs. He walked a couple batters. What was off exactly with Matz against the Marlins? Well, he just wasn't making the pitches he needed yeah. to make. Um, you know, Actually, in the first inning, he was great, and then he came out in the second inning and wasn't able to put the ball where he wanted to put it. Um, two walks to lead off the inning is never a good thing. And then I'll give the Marlins hitters some credit because they actually hit a couple of pretty good pitches in there. Uh, but Matz was getting ahead of pitchers, strike one, sometimes even strike one and strike two, and just not able to locate that pitch, that out pitch where he needed to do. Uh, Marlins are a very good hitting team. Uh, I think they may be more of a thorn in the Mets' side all summer long than people might expect heading into the season. Uh, but for Matz, it's just one of those games that you almost have to throw out and pretend it never happened. Um, this guy is supremely talented, and, and we forget that he has, I believe, 10 big league starts under his belt going into last night's start. So uh, things like this are going to happen. Uh, it, you know, it's almost easy to forget that it happened for Noah Syndergaard, too. It took him more than 10 starts into his big league career to really hit his stride and become what he's already become. Uh, Matt Harvey, uh, maybe not as much, but he still had his growing hands as a rookie season. Uh, it, it really happens to pretty much everyone. Uh, this is the first truly bad start of Steven Matz's career, and I, I do think he'll rebound from it, unless it becomes a trend where you're looking at three, four, five of those in a row. Uh, I, I don't consider it anything to worry about. As tough a start as it's been for, for the Mets so far, two and four, um, there's one great joy that we can always look for on this team, and that's Bartolo Colon, who <laughs> did it again. Uh, Willie Mays style over-the-shoulder grab in the infield. What is it about this guy that he's just – I mean, these are plays that happen in baseball, but somehow if he's involved, they just become these special moments that everybody in the country is talking about. Well, go back and look at the replay, Tim, and you'll see he'll catch that ball, and he looks up, and he's just got this big grin on his face. Uh, this guy loves – playing baseball. He smiles more than anyone in the clubhouse, probably combined. I mean, he just is always seems to be in a good mood, and I think that plays into it. People feed off that type of energy. He, he truly is, you know, we talk about David Wright all the time as being a leader in the clubhouse. Bartolo Colon is right up there with him in terms of a guy that other players gravitate to. Um, and, you know, if you want a little bit of a serious answer, too, this guy's in better shape 
than we give him credit for, by and large. I mean, yes, you know, he's got a couple extra pounds on him, or more than a couple, I should say. Uh, but he works really hard on his defense. Uh, he has actually worked in the past year really hard on his hitting, which showed last year. It wasn't a fluke or a mistake that he wound up being a much better hitter last year than he was in his first year with the Mets. Um, he's an athlete, and don't let the body type or, or the extra, you know, LBs fool you. This guy uh, works hard at his craft, works diligently at his craft, and you pretty much have to because at his age, 42, uh, you couldn't be a successful big league pitcher, which he is, without working very hard and very diligently at it. Uh, Jacob deGrom has the lat injury from his first start. Uh, he'll miss his start this week on Wednesday, but is that almost a, a good thing? I mean, there was all these question marks swirling around his last start. Would he have to leave the start? He's, if his wife goes into labor, he's going to have to go. Is it almost best for everybody involved to just not have to worry about that midweek and push him back, even though it's because of a little lat injury that, it, that it's having to happen? Yeah, well, the baby's been born, Jackson Anthony DeGrom, so congratulations to the whole family there. Um, but, yeah, I, I think certainly uh, the Mets need to be careful with this, and he's missing his start this week. Um, but, really, the Mets are weighing now whether they want to put him on the paternity list, which can be one to three days, and replace him on the roster that way. Or, uh, you know, they're not doing that right now because they're still considering a disabled list, and uh, it might be prudent just to put Jacob DeGrom on the DL. He'd have to miss one additional start. And, uh, you know, you probably won't have to worry about that lat again. Uh, that doesn't look like the route the Mets want to go. Uh, they would prefer to put Jacob DeGrom on paternity uh, and have him miss the one start and have him come back as soon as possible, which to me is a little bit of a scary situation because lat injuries can linger. Lat injuries can cause you to overcompensate and maybe turn into something worse something different down the line. Um, the Mets will make that call soon. It's going to depend on what happens this week with the relief pitching that's a little bit beat up right now after Steven Matz's short start. Uh, so we shall see. We'll find out. Um, but as of right now, Jacob DeGrom is missing at least one start and uh, probably enjoying it because he's at home with his wife and he's at home with his new baby. And, uh, again, congratulations to the family. Absolutely. So there you go, Mets fans. It's going to be okay. Straight from Anthony Tacoma. This has been MLB.com Extras, Mets edition. Anthony, thanks as always. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.